It was Friday the 13th, 2022, while backstage at Wrestle With This Showcase 40, Wells Mania was attempting to get an interview with The Carver. And then, all of a sudden, Wells Mania disappeared. Where did Wells Mania go? What did the Carver do to Wells Mania when he was away? Join me. Perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery. You didn't know? It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G. And if you don't listen to Wells Mania Podcast, then I got two words for you. Suck it. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now running wild with the most underrated wrestling podcast in the world, Wells Mania Podcast. Sponsored by the best damn karaoke bar in America, the Wild Beaver Saloon, and the best damn toy store in all of Indianapolis, Toys Galore and more, conveniently located inside of the Toy Drop. And this right here is episode 65 of Wild's Mania Podcast. And joining me in studio, as always, is the co-host, Peyton Payne. And Peyton, we're here. I'm here. Somehow, some way, I am here. I got to be honest, I'm a little disappointed. I thought the co was going to get dropped and I'd be the full-time host. Um, but, you know, I, you're back. You are seemingly unscathed somehow. So, congratulations on that. I, I got to ask you, though. I mean, did you learn your lesson? I told you months ago, you should not interview the Carver He's an axe-wielding, homicidal, face-wearing maniac. And you said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And look where it got you. And for those that don't know, this past Friday the 13th at Wrestle With This Showcase 40, I set out on a mission to get a backstage interview with The Carver before his body bag match against Xander DeVille. And I did just that. But The Carver kidnap me and Peyton I still really have no idea what happened between the time that the Carver kidnapped me on Friday the 13th and about 24 hours later when I woke up and realized I wasn't where I was supposed to be and my phone was dead finally I did get a little bit of juice in it when I hitchhiked back to the Smash Mouth Arena charged up my phone i cut a couple of promos i let people out there know that i am still alive but it is and you heard the ghost of robert stack at the beginning of episode 65 this is an unsolved mystery i have no idea what happened to me but peyton i am gonna get to the bottom of it and yes to answer your question I don't regret anything because I did exactly what I said I was going to do and I survived the Carver. I am living to tell the tale, Peyton. You might be one of the only people walking the face of the earth 
that is living to tell the tale of their encounter with the carver. Police have discovered another body today. The victim was found lying Real funny. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Ha ha. Real funny, Peyton. He's got some PTSD, guys. I just looked behind me. I checked the entire studio. The carver is not here. Oh, this is going to be fun. So, but anyways, Showcase 40 was this past Friday, a very monumental episode of Wrestle With This Showcase. And yes, I got to be a part of it in more ways than one. I mean, obviously, being kidnapped by the Carver was not on the agenda, but I did have a lot of fun as the special guest referee in the WWT Tag Team Match, Giggles and Twinkles versus... The Tart Foundation, my boys, Matt Brannigan and Aaron Atlas. And listen, I'm not a referee by look, any look, means. Look, hold on. I, gotta ask I you. did my best in that match, okay? I got to ask you because Dodge brought up a good point. I watched the match. Your counts were a little a little fast for the Tarts. Did Matt Brannigan slip you some cash before this thing started? Did, did it happen or is that a, just a secret you're going to keep? I know nothing about that, but he did slip me a Pop Tart. Which I ate, and it was very delicious. So, Well, all that aside, the Disciples of Chaos retained the tag team championships. Unfortunately. Yes. But it was a fun match, and I had a really fun time refereeing that match. So thank you again to Dodge for booking me. And I'm pretty sure that now I have done everything that there is to do in Wrestle With This. So adding to my resume and adding to my legendary future Hall of Fame career, Hopefully, I'll be in the celebrity wing of the Wrestle With This Hall of Fame one day. Now, the show, the show kicked off with friend of the Wells Mania podcast, Mega Mondo, cutting a promo with WWE Hall of Famer Ron Simmons. That was mega cool. That was awesome. Mondo always knows how to pull out the big names. I mean, he's done it before with Mean Gene Okerlund. He does it again now with Ron Simmons. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like the advice Mr. Simmons gave Mondo worked out in a completely shocking, just, I'm going to say upset and that is not taking anything away from Colton Cage. It's just, this is Mondo's house. This is his jungle. Colton Cage routed Mondo at Showcase 40. Yeah, Mega Mondo has been very dominant in the Smash Mouth arena. However, Colton Cage was the dominant one against Mega Mondo in this match. And I didn't see it happening that way. I thought for sure that Mega Mondo, with the endorsement of Ron Simmons, was going to come out and get the W, but Colton Cage made Mega Mondo pass out, and that's how Colton Cage won the match. Yeah, well, and that, again, shocking. Mondo has never lost via submission like that until now. I mean, he didn't tap, but he passed out. His face was as purple as his ring attire, as Dodge put it. And you're really close with Mondo, so I got to ask you, you know, I mean, you guys I know are buddies what is going on with Mondo? He's lost three matches in a row now since he lost that title. It has just seemed to kind of start going downhill. He had that fumble in this match with Cage where he fell off the top rope. Is he all there mentally? Well, here's Mega Mondo's verified Twitter account. Mega Mondo has watched the Mega Tape over and over again and can't Mega figure out why Mega Mondo Mega fell off the top rope. However, Mega Mondo fell Mega hard and it cost Mega Mondo at Showcase 
40. And I've reached out to the half man, half gorilla, because yes, him and I are friends. And he has been straight up with me and told me that there's nobody to blame but himself for what happened at Showcase 40. He said that it was just a, a mishap on his part and he doesn't know exactly why it happened, but it did. And he owned up to it. So hopefully this doesn't lead to more losses from that fall from the top of the WWT kingdom where he was King Kong, essentially atop of the Empire State Building. But like in that 1933 smash hit, Kong got shot down. So hopefully this is not Mondo's Kong moment where he continues to fall on the way down to the bottom. Yeah, well, one person that is definitely not falling and is holding his spot on top of that mountain is the WWT world champion, Ravishing Anton, who had yet another fantastic showing defending his championship against Phil Stamper at Showcase 40. Man, Ravishing Anton not only walks the walk, but this dude also talks the talk, and he let us all know about it. If you follow at Ravishing Anton on Twitter, this dude has absolutely taken over like he's Elon Musk. This dude runs his mouth so much, but he also backs up every single word that comes out of his ravishing mouth. He absolutely looked flawless against Phil Stamper. Thanks for showing up, Phil. But as ravishing Anton said, and still, I mean, he called it. He He's like the Babe Ruth of Wrestle With This. He calls his shots. So it might be a long time before we see somebody dethrone ravishing Anton because I'm pretty sure he's gunning for Mega Mondo's 761 day record as the WWT world champion. Yeah, and and speaking of a champion that might never get dethroned, we got to talk about the main event. I know I sent it to you and you I forced Ooh. I forced Ooh. you to watch it. I forced you to watch it. Yeah. The body bag match Ooh, between the Carver of Cutters Alley and the Continental Champion Xander Deville and Dodge put it in great terms after this match was over. Um, Xander Deville successfully retained the title. It now to be fair, it took the tag team champions, Xander Deville himself, and Predicador Loco to take down the Carver, but they did it nonetheless. And as Dodge said, as this match was over and they were zipping the Carver up in that body bag, is there any entity walking the face of planet Earth that can stop the army of darkness? One thing I've noticed about Xander DeVille is he has a hard time doing it by himself. And that's something that I keep playing over and over again in my head. What is Xander DeVille without giggles and twinkles and loco? That's a good point. He has yet to prove to me that he can do it by himself. So he did do it by himself, though, at Slambury 3 in the ladder match. Sure, but when it comes to Showcase 40... When it comes to one-on-one matches, he has had some help from from Loco and the Clowns, I yes. Which, to answer your question, it's going to take strength and numbers to take down Xander DeVille, the Army of Darkness, I believe is what yes. they're calling themselves. So, 
Mega Mondo, the Carver, you know, whoever else is next on the agenda for Xander DeVille, you might want to have backup. Yeah. Because we all know Xander DeVille's going to have backup because the guy can't do it himself. He has to rely on Loco and the Clowns. Prove to me, Xander DeVille, because I know you listen to the podcast, prove to me that you can do this by yourself. In your very next match, I want to see you win straight up by yourself. No shenanigans. No influence from the Army of Darkness. I want to see what you can do by yourself. Because, let's face it, strength in numbers usually wins every single time. It does, but, I mean, to be fair, when you're fighting the carver of Cutter's Alley, you know, having some backup is is probably wise, which I think you learned firsthand. I will admit I was not prepared but now for here's what the thing. was going to happen to me with the carver, I gotta, so I should have had backup. I got to ask you, you know, you sit here and you say that stuff about Xander DeVille, but was there a part of you that enjoyed watching the Army of Darkness lock the Carver up in that body bag after what he did to you? I'm going to be honest with you. I had a very difficult time watching that match because I kept having these like Moon Knight visions where I would like go in and out of what happened to me on Friday the 13th. So when I'm in the right mindset, I probably should go back and give that match another shot. But I had a really hard time. I think people watching that match that have never even met the Carver had a hard time watching that match. I mean, he 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 used the clowns as a baseball bat. Xander Deville coughed up about a gallon of blood at one point. I mean, it was it was like a horror movie, but Xander Deville retains the continental title. And the question remains who is next and who is willing to step up to the plate to try to take down not only DeVille, but the tag team champions and Predicador Loco. Now I did see at the very end of showcase 40, the owner of wrestle with this Sir Williamson, Howe got a phone call on his private jet flying to wherever that man flies. He's very wealthy. So who knows where he was going, but I want to know what that phone call was about. Let's speculate. Peyton, what do you... And I know you work in WWT, so you know a lot of things that I don't. So you've got to at least have an idea of what that phone conversation was about and who it was with. Yeah, I mean, as the executive producer of Wrestle With This, you know, I am pretty high on the totem pole, but I don't know. I mean, there's been rumors. You're just saying that. I get it. You're protecting. The, I, you, you I don't really, want to spoil I it. really don't. I can, I can tell you there's been some rumors that something big has happened. But what that is, I don't know. All I know is there's words being passed around that something big has happened. What that is, I don't know. Now, if you listen to the phone call, at least on Williamson Howe's end, he said things like, how could he do this? I put up all the money for this company. There's going to be a fight. So what does that mean? I don't know. Well, there's only one way to find out, and that is to tune in to Wrestle With This on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. And oh, yeah, be sure to follow Smash Mouth WWT on Twitter and Wrestle With This all over the social media platforms so that way you don't miss anything from the Smash Mouth Arena and wrestle with 
this. When we come back, we're going to dive into Ric Flair wrestling in 2022. Woo! You're listening to episode 65 of Wells Mania Podcast. Woo! Hey guys, this is WWE superstar Charlotte Flair, and you're listening to Wells Mania Podcast. Woo! You're running wild with the most underrated wrestling podcast in the world. Wells Mania Podcast. Woo! I don't know if that was a good or a bad Ric Flair impression, but you knew who I was. Thank you so much for running wild right here. Episode 65, Wells Mania Podcast. I'm the Kyle Wells. That's Peyton Payne, the co-host. And Peyton, 2022, the nature boy, Ric Flair, returning to the wrestling ring to wrestle at the age of 73. Oldest ride, longest line. That quote apparently true. Ric Flair, the oldest ride and still has the longest line. People still standing in that queue to take a spin. Ric Flair returning to the ring one final time. We really mean it this time. This is being booked as Ric Flair's last match, July 31st, Nashville, Tennessee, Jim Crockett Promotions presents Ric Flair's last match. Now, Peyton, Ric Flair is 73 years old. I have been watching his training videos on his Instagram. He still looks like he still has a little bit left in his Hall of Fame tank, but this is not, cart subject to change, this is not currently being booked as a one-on-one it's being booked as Ric Flair teaming up with FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood versus the Rock and Roll Express. And we don't know because it was going to be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, but Ricky has said over the past couple of days that he is not going to be wrestling in this match. He doesn't want to tarnish the legacy uh, of his career. He wants the match with Jericho back around WrestleMania 25 to be the last match that he ever had. And and as he should, that match was amazing. Ric Flair, however, I don't think shares the same mindset. Flair has had, what, 20 final matches now? As long as Flair's heart is still beating and he can still move around, he still thinks he's got one final match left in him well he said back before wrestlemania 24 that they would have to carry his dead body out of the ring that he would never retire hopefully that doesn't happen at starcast rick flair did tell espn and i quote i'm going to walk that aisle one last time to prove once and for all that to be the man you've got to beat the man very vintage rick flair now Fantasy booking right here, Peyton. And I'm just going to throw this out there. How cool would it be 
if John Cena teamed up with the Rock and Roll Express to take on Ric Flair and FTR at StarCast 5. Because listen, to be the man, you've got to beat the man. So Ric Flair versus John Cena at StarCast 5 with John Cena hitting Ric Flair with an attitude adjustment and then a one, two, three. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And both guys are tied as 16-time world champions. Now, I know I'm I'm fantasy booking out loud here, but who do you think is going to team up with the Rock and Roll Express now that we know that Ricky Steamboat is not going to? It's going to be another legend. It's going to have to be a legend that can still work and compete. So there's one guy that comes to mind right now. Oh, I think I know where you're going. And they have history. It's going to be Sting. That's I knew you were going to say Sting. Sting! Yeah, I definitely think that being more realistic here, me always trying to get John Cena involved somehow, I really do think that it makes the most sense for Sting, who is still active in AEW. He's still wrestling. Hell, he's still doing crazy stunts at his age. Mm-hmm. So get Stinger to team up with the Rock and Roll Express to go up against Ric Flair and the FTR. That is one hell of an event that you're not going to want to miss at StarCast 5, July 31st in Nashville, Tennessee. And if you can't make it to Nashville, Tennessee, you can watch it exclusively on Fight TV Ric Flair's last match, maybe, but it is being booked as Ric Flair's last match, July 31st. You're not going to want to miss that. Woo! The Nature Boy, one last time. Now, when we come back, Peyton, we are going to be joined via the Wells Mania hotline by the promoter of Zabadaz Pro Wrestling. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He'll quickly correct me if I'm not. But ZPW's Tim Cecil is going to join episode 65 of Wells Mania podcast. And we are going to talk about a really unique and fun wrestling show coming your way, Franklin, Indiana, this Saturday. It's the Ratlock Horror Wrestling Show. And we're going to talk all about it when we come back. You're listening to episode 65 of Wells Mania podcast. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Ladies and gentlemen, you are running wild right here on episode 65 of Wells Mania Podcast. My co-host, Peyton Payne, joining me, but joining us via the Wells Mania hotline. He is the owner of Zabadass Pro Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, doing the time warp again. Tim Cecil, what's going on, brother? How's everybody doing? We're doing great, and you see what I'm doing here? Playing the... The time warp for your bump music, because we've got the Ratlock Horror Wrestling Show live in Franklin, Indiana, this Saturday. So I had to choose... The time warp from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, because that's where yeah. the tie-in is, correct? 
it, it, it is in a, in a way, and you know, taking a little bit from the name. Now, when you combine horror with wrestling, you get a very, very happy Wells Mania. But before we talk about the show, I got to know, because I asked you, how do you pronounce the name of your company? And I totally said it wrong. I said Zabadaz, and that is far from it. It's Zabadass. Tell us a little That's bit. Correct. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the origins of ZPW. Before the name um, ZPW was actually called um, a different set of letters. Uh, we were a little more tongue in cheek, a little more geared more towards the adult. Um, there was a, a, a WTF with a question mark after it, and then a W afterwards. So that would just give you the the quick rundown of the, the kind of shows I was running. Right. Um, because it makes you want to, when you watch the shows, it makes you want to say, what did I just watch? But in a more vulgar way. Right. Um, exactly. However, I was um, trying to gear this towards more of a family, and I changed the WTFW into World Takeover Federation Wrestling because I um, – Don the character Vinny Ratlock, who is a mad scientist bent on world domination, and um, so I was going with that, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a, that's more than a mouthful." Um, so as I'm sitting there uh, at the time, I'm I'm working at a bowling alley, and I'm talking to my friend Joe, and he, I was sitting there going, "I want to gear this more towards like families and stuff like this," and he said he was. And it doesn't matter who you're gearing it to. All they're going to do is, you know, all you got to do is just let people know you got some badass wrestling going on. I said, well, I don't want to say that because, you know, they're still swearing in it. Right. However, I also pointed out to him, you know, it sounded like he said it's a badass. And I immediately was like, he was like, yeah, it's a badass. That's crazy. And I was like, I know. And that's why I'm going to do it. Well, I, I, I love it. I love it. It's a great name. And I will never mispronounce it ever again. Look, that's not the first thing you've botched on here. So, you know, it's happened oh. multiple times. That is true. I I'm recovering from the Carver, Tim. I don't know if you know this or not, but this past Friday no, the 13th, the Carver kidnapped me. I don't know what happened to me. I'm a little shook. So, Peyton, forgive me if I'm not all there because I'm still trying to figure out what the hell the Carver did to me. Now... The Carver will be there this Saturday yes. in Franklin, Indiana. What match is the Carver going to be a part of? Well, first, I will let you know that uh, if Carver did get his hands on you, you are not going to ever be again all there. Um, he might have a piece of you hanging from his Great. coat. But, Great. But Carver is in the main event. Um, he is the number one contender for the Badass Pros. Uh, horrorcore championship and that is the whole stipulation of that is the whole bracket is you have to have some kind of a horror nature to your wrestling gimmick um and carver screams horrorcore he sure but does the person he's going the person he's going against is matt vengeance matt vengeance is the new nightmare um he has held one of our previous titles when we were uh, uh world Take a wrestling federation. Um, he used the family friendly name. Uh, he was our F 13 champion for 16 years. And wow. we changed the title over because you know how hard it is to 
defend the title on a Friday the 13th. Like this past week, that that is the only Friday the 13th we have for the year. Thank God. So we flipped it over and we called it the Horror Corps Championship. And he not only retired, Matt Vengeance not only retired with the F-13 title, but he is now the current and new Horror Corps Champion. But he will be defending his title this Saturday against Carver of Cutter's Alley. And it is, it's going to be, it's our main event. You know, this is a horror themed show. Although I will say it's not R, it's PG. If you if you allow your kids to watch, say, a Marvel movie, then they can watch this show and be at ease. That is good to know. So this will be a family-friendly horror wrestling show. Yes. And I so will be like rooting for Matt Vengeance to win. House. <laughs> oh, of course you will. So you try to sneak that piece back. <laughs> you're not going to be there, <laughs> are you, Wells? You're not going to go. I mean, what if Carver wants to finish the job? Dude, I... I don't know if I'm going to be there or not just because I don't necessarily want to run back into the Carver. Knowing that the Carver is going to be there, that would be pretty stupid on my part to put my... That's like running towards the serial killer. Who does that? Who does that in a horror movie? You don't run towards the serial killer. You run away from the serial killer. If you wanted a short movie, then yeah. Right, right. I guess you could say that I got kidnapped in the beginning of the movie and then I wasn't in it until the very end, and then I saved the day. We're gonna we're gonna run with that. I like that idea a lot better. Now we've got a fully loaded show, Franklin, Indiana, yeah. at the Jiu-Jitsu Club, the Franklin Jiu-Jitsu right. Club. The Franklin Jiu-Jitsu Club. That's correct. It's yes, right right guys, off the exit. Yes, right off right off sixty five. It's exit ninety uh, behind where the Circle K is. These guys are amazing. They're doing great stuff for the community, um, teaching jujitsu classes, kung fu classes, wrestling, uh, self-defense. They're doing so much stuff benefiting the community, um, you know, keeping keeping kids off the streets, doing God knows what, and teaching them discipline and everything like that. I thought it would be a great way to give back because we are taking a portion of our profits and putting it back into their club to help them out. Because um, we did our show last time, we did Panic at the Dojo too where we do no ring uh, wrestling and we were able to raise them a little over $200, which they put towards getting new equipment and stuff like that. And we're doing it again with this show. I love that. That's a really great cause. I believe the entire city of Franklin, Indiana needs to go to the Ratlock horror wrestling show this Saturday because not only will the Carver be in action, but there's an Omega 13 Battle Royal where 13 wrestlers will fight to be the first Omega 13 winner and receive a number one spot against either Matt Vengeance or the Carver. So there's your tie-in there. Now I'm gonna run exactly. through I'm gonna run through some of these other matches and you feel free to jump in and give your commentary on them. We've got a trios match. That's uh, Team Fabu Liss, Fabu Andre, Justin Gray, and Juniper Gates versus the Black Cube Society and Jason Wild. Let me tell you this about the trios match. Now, some people, uh, if they watch YouTube and everything like that, they'll know that Fabu Andre is actually with uh, AEW, All Elite Wrestling. His very first match in AEW was on Dark, and he went against John Moxley for the title. So he already had a title shot. That's really in cool. AEW. And currently right now he's working with a, a CZW who's been revamped and stuff. And that's going to be insane, especially when you have 
Black Cube Society that's been taking tag titles in all these promotions in Indiana. So I'm very excited about that match. We've got Chet Ripley versus friend of the Wells Mania podcast, Zodiac. I am really looking forward to that. Zodiac is one of the most badass wrestlers of all time. You see what I did there? Yes. Very clever. He was with us from the beginning. Uh, he was at Panic at the Dojo one, as, as well as some uh, some other people that I know. And uh, it's that he's actually very excited, uh, which is funny because you would think the person that you're going up against, you wouldn't be too excited to be fighting that person. But he has never been able to go against Chet Ripley one on one, and for Chet Ripley's size, he is insane. Uh, if you've seen uh, death matches before, this man has been all over the Midwest doing some of the craziest wrestling matches and dangerous wrestling matches. So knowing that he's willing to be that dangerous to square him off against Zodiac, the Zen beast, I, my God, it's it that right there is price of admission. And Peyton, what is Zodiac's catchphrase? I want to hear you say it. I want to see if you can even remember after the week you've had. Well, elevate, meditate, and dominate is what I believe it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. maybe you are all there for now. I'm still running wild. You have your moments. I'm still here. Uh, also some, eat tacos. Does he actually eat tacos? Though? I mean, I've never seen him take the mask off. Well, we've, we've worked a, uh, a tube but that's that's neither here nor there. Oh, okay. But speaking of somebody who does eat tacos, Rathbone is going up against Aiden Blackheart in a ZPW Street Corps match. That one's going to be right. pretty intense. That one's going to be more of the hardcore audience and stuff. Like I said, we're not doing death matches in this show because you know we want to keep it family friendly. But a Street Corps now you got to remember Street Corps Championship is the same rules under Street Fight. And you got Aiden Blackheart, who's been all once again all over the U.S. even uh, doing some very insane wrestling and very I've, I've seen him jumping and also being thrown off of box trucks uh, into tables covered in light tubes and barbed wire on fire, you know. And he's coming here, and even though it's not as extreme, he's got his hands full with Rathbone. You know, Rathbone's been on a hiatus and. He's he's feeling frisky. He's ready to he's ready to throw down again. And I've seen I've seen a lot of Rathbone's matches. He is not somebody just to scoff at. So they both are going to have their hands full definitely in this match. They got they got their work cut out for them. Well, okay. So now I got to ask you this. You say that this match is not going to be as extreme, but how the hell are you going to tell that to I, I know Rathbone. The guy's a nutcase. I mean, I have a hard time controlling him in WWT when I get him to show up there. So how how Very do you, how, how do you convince him to not go that extra mile? I mean, are you gonna you have a like a, an electric collar around his neck? How does that even happen? Ooh, that's a good idea. Well, we have a referee, <laughs> and if does this referee carry a twelve gauge shotgun? Here's the thing: I know Rathbone wants his hands on the street court championship. If if Rathbone goes too far and that ref stops that match, he loses his shot at the title. Ooh, okay, that's interesting. So that's the stipulation. He goes too far, the ref has to stop the match, and it's a draw. Draws do not equal a title shot. He has to win. You hear that, Rathbone? Because I know you listen to the Wells Mania podcast, so 
Tim just laid it out for you this Saturday. I'm going to rapid fire through the rest of the card here, and then we can go, go back it. and you can you can uh, touch up on some of these. The ZPW Viral Championship match. Champion is Remington Roar versus MM3. ZPW Joker's Wild Championship match. Mitch Onyx versus Ava Lee. I want to hear you scream match. Austin Ryan versus Jordan Die. A matinee feature match. Is that Keenan versus Johnny McChill with Vinny Ratlock in his corner? That's right. What's Keenan? Keenan, Keenan. Uh, I knew I was close. Uh, a total chaos match, and I'm not even going to pretend like I even know how to pronounce that word. In a de patatos del chaos <laughs> versus disciples of chaos. There's a lot of chaos in this match because the special referee is Chris Chaos. Um, real quick, Tim, correct me. How do you pronounce that tag team's name? It is in adaptos de chaos. That's what it is. Yep. I um. What is a total chaos match? By the way, I didn't I mean, do very well in Spanish. By the way, <laughs> I at under, Ball State, I understand that everything in the match has chaos attached to it. But is it no DQ? Is it tornado tag? Like, what is the rules of a chaos match? Well, no, that's the whole idea of it being the total chaos match. Is you have Chris Chaos as a special referee. You have the Disciples of Chaos, which I am completely excited to have live in front of people for is this going to i, I think is yeah. this the first time we're going to see them uh, this That's is insane i believe this is the first time anybody has ever been brave enough to bring them in front of a live audience so good luck with that so i mean all, all this other time they're they wrestle in captivity so here we are and um with the mis and, and translations they're misfits of chaos so you have three different chaoses of course it's it's going to be complete chaos um, going on in this match, even with rules, but we we're, it is going to be a standard tag team match. But just the fact that we have everybody because I did once I knew that the disciples and the misfits were going to be in it. The first thing that popped in my head was we we need to have a referee that's chaos as well. And I was like, who better than than Chris Chaos? And uh, I've I've already give Chris Chaos a warning. If he he I said you you call it straight and narrow. If you don't, you got two different groups that probably will have a problem with that because he's had a run-in with both of those guys before. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't end well. You threw him into the lion's den with that one. And the Oxford definition of chaos is complete disorder and confusion. So you got the right referee for that. That defines Chris Chaos in a nutshell. Now, the final match is one that I am really looking forward to because I'm a big fan of the conniption. The Conniption's going up against Retro Randy in a doorway to nowhere match. So I have no idea what the hell's going to happen in this match, but I'm really looking forward to it. But that is the entire card right there. 11 big matches in a 20 by 20 ring inside of a jujitsu club in Franklin, Indiana, live this Saturday the Ratlock Horror Wrestling Show. And joining us via the Wells Mania Hotline, before I let you go, Tim, tell us where can people buy tickets in advance? And if they don't buy them in advance, can they get them at the door? What all do people need to know heading in to this show on Saturday? Heading into the show, one of the main things that you need to know is if you want to save money, you need to get these tickets online. You can get them through various methods. 
You can get them on Cash App, which is dollar sign Vinny with a capital V, four, as in the number four, World Emperor with a capital W and a capital E. All you have to do is send me the money and tell me your names. You're put on a list. The same goes with PayPal, VinnyRatlock at Yahoo.com, as well as Venmo and uh, Zelle at Ratlock. Now, those are the best ways of doing it. We also have an even bright. You can go on uh, Facebook and click on or type in ZPW's The Ratlock Horror Wrestling Show. You'll find the event page there, which will have a link to the even bright that you can purchase general mission tickets. Now, prepaid general mission tickets are $15. They have a show there. 20. However, if you're a part of two different Facebook groups, we have a discount right now uh, for Outlaw Mud Show. If you're a part of their group and you message me and you actually say Outlaw Mud Show, general mission tickets are only going to be $10. And tomorrow, if you're a part of Hoosier Wrestling Alliance group page, from midnight to midnight tomorrow, it is going to be $10 as well to purchase general mission tickets. Now, we also have Apron Side, which Apron Side are $25. And like I said, this is mostly standing room only, BYOC if you need to sit down. But Apron Side means you are right there on the apron. You can put your hand on the apron and everything, just don't touch the wrestlers. And we also have VIP, 20 spots left for VIP packages. And you get in half an hour early than everybody else get to meet all the wrestlers. And we give you a fun little uh, lanyard to take home with you. And what time do the doors open and what time does the show start? Main doors open at 1.30 p.m. Bell time is at 2 p.m. We're looking at a three-hour show. And also remember that we're going to have several different vendors there. We even have a person doing tarot card readings. We have a lady selling crystals. We even have a smooth energy smoothie bar with uh, protein peanut butter balls. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. Well, I look forward to hearing all about it. And this Saturday... Franklin, Indiana at the Franklin Jiu-Jitsu Club, 2139 Holiday Lane, Franklin, Indiana. Do not miss out on this unique and fun wrestling show. The Badass Pros presents the Ratlock Horror Wrestling Show. Thank you again to Tim Cecil for joining us right here on episode 65. And before I let you officially go, where can people find you on social media? Well, you can find me on youtube.com slash Network, where you see me making various items that you actually see the wrestlers being adorned with when they go out to the ring, as well as our morning show, which is Wake and Bake with Schwartzy and the Ratlock on twitch.com slash Schwartzy. Mm-hmm. And that's two M's and H and two more M's. And we have a great hour to hour and a half long morning show talking to uh, Schwartzy and myself. I do fun little stunts, break things, eat nasty stuff. You know, the, t- the typical morning shows that you guys are used to. Absolutely. And we have also tons of other content. Even right now as we speak, from 7 to 9 o'clock, we have the Deathmatch legend herself, Randy West. She has a sewing uh, show on Wednesdays called Sew Me the Money. And very clever. We have that that channel is just oodles of fun. You can also find me on TikTok, Vinny Ratlock, as well as Bohand R on Twitter. If you ever want to see me randomly just post tweets about God knows what. Well, thank you again for taking the time to run wild with us right here on Wells Mania Podcast, and we wish you nothing but success this Saturday at the Ratlock Horror Wrestling Show. Thank you, Tim. Thank you very much, Wells Mania. Thank you very much, Peyton. And one more thing, it's not just science. It's science!
Well, Peyton, I don't know about you, but that sounds like it's going to be a wild and very entertaining wrestling show. Yeah, $25 for front row seats, and you may never walk out of that building again with the people that are on that card. So uh, really think about it before you spend that $25. Live this Saturday in Franklin, Indiana, Zabadass. And you like how I finally figured out how to pronounce that word correctly? There'll be another word you botch. I'm sure there will be. There always is. But live this Saturday, May 21st in Franklin, Indiana at the Franklin Jiu-Jitsu Club, Zabadass Pros, the Ratlock Horror Wrestling Show. Get your tickets in advance, and if you wait at the door, it will be $20. Hey, when we come back, we're going to dive into this controversy going on between Sasha Banks, Naomi, and WWE, is it a work? Is it real? What the hell's going on out here? You're listening to episode 65 of Wells Mania Podcast. Thank you all so much for running wild right here on episode 65 of Wells Mania Podcast. I am the Kyle Wells, my co-host Peyton Payne. Hopefully you're all having a lot of fun running wild with us. And hopefully you're able to check out the Ratlock Horror Wrestling Show this Saturday. Thanks again to Tim Cecil for running wild with us, breaking down that show. And Peyton, why am I bumping this segment, the go-home segment, in with the theme song to The Mandalorian? Well, firstly, yeah, bump it up even louder. I'm jamming to it. Great music choice, by the way, for this final segment, because we're going to be talking about Casca Reeves herself. Only Mandalorian super fans will understand that reference. And if you aren't a super fan, Casca Reeves is WWE superstar Sasha Banks. It's bus time. Well, it wasn't this past Monday Night Raw. Peyton, we've got ourselves a little bit of uh, controversy going on. There's some drama in the wrestling world, and I can't figure out if it's real or fake. And that's the problem that we have ran into in the world of professional wrestling and really in Hollywood in general. It's really hard nowadays to know if something's legit or if it's a work. Like, perfect example, the Will Smith-Chris Rock slap. I originally, because I come from the world of professional wrestling, I thought that was a work, but it turned out to be legit. Mm -hmm. And now the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial, that's still going on. I'm like, okay, what is the point of this trial at this point? Okay, we know Amber Heard likes to drop a turd in the bed and is crazy moving on next so it's like what is a work what is real who knows what to believe nowadays so with the incident involving sasha banks and naomi apparently the plan was for a six-pack challenge that would have had naomi pinning sasha banks to become the number one contender for Bianca Belair and the Raw Women's title at Hell in a Cell next month. But Sasha Banks and Naomi decided to put their women's tag team titles down 
and walk out. Mm-hmm. WWE released a statement via WWE.com. When Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they walked into WWE Head of Talent Relations, John Laurinaitis, office with their suitcases in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk, and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions. And even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver, as advertised, tonight's main event. That was the official statement from WWE.com. Peyton, your initial takeaways, or should I say your raw takeaways from that statement? For one, it's a very weird statement from WWE. I mean, like they're fully... Here's the thing. We all know at the end of the day it's scripted. Nobody's ever arguing that. But it's kind of the unspoken rule that you're never supposed to really talk about the fact that it's scripted, especially if you're the company. And WWE fully just came out, broke kayfabe, and said, hey, these girls had eight hours to rehearse their scripted match for our scripted show, and they've never done that ever. And there's been things that have been way worse than this. So the whole situation to me is very odd. It is very odd. And another word that stuck out to me in that statement was belts. WWE doesn't use that word. That's a forbidden word. So for them to put it in their official statement, that is very odd. It's very weird. They don't say belts. They're titles or championships. But them throwing out the word belts, that definitely raised my eyebrow now what do i make of this i am patient i am patient and i'm gonna wait it out and i'm gonna not jump to conclusions too late for the uh internet wrestling community as they've all gone off the rails on twitter and no one really knows what is going on except for naomi sasha and john laurinitis and of course probably vince mcmahon and all the other top wwe officials but i don't think this is a work but then again part of me says that it is a work i I don't know there's parts of me that thinks it could be a work but my gut is telling me that it's not a work and that it is a very real situation i don't know whose side to take on it though because i can understand both sides of the spectrum i get that the tag titles let's face it the tag titles especially in the women's division have not been given the spotlight that they deserve. Nine out of ten of the championships in the company, other than the title that Roman Reigns is holding... Titles. Titles. Does not feel important. None of them do. So, I feel like every champion other than Roman and maybe the Usos are probably feeling the exact same way that Sasha and Naomi were feeling. But to... Put your titles down and walk out of the company when one of you was going to be given a main event title match 
at an upcoming pay-per-view event, that just doesn't add up to me. Like, why would you leave? I, I understand you're upset about the tag title thing, but you're going to leave and walk out when you have another big opportunity given to you? That just seems weird. And the fact that they didn't feel comfortable, and I read more into it, Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. were the two competitors that Sasha and Naomi didn't feel comfortable wrestling. And that, that too, that's weird, too, because both of those talents, yes, their gimmicks are Nikki trash. They're trash. The gimmicks are trash. But... In NXT, he said it. Peyton said it, not me. Not e- Wellsmania. And everyone listening is thinking it, so you're welcome. Everybody that has watched those two talents knows from their NXT heritage, they can both work. They're both great in-ring performers. So to say that you don't feel comfortable working with two people that back in NXT proved that they can work better than nearly anybody there's just a lot of things about this that don't add up to me. And like I said, I don't want to jump to conclusions. I don't know what's going on inside the minds of Naomi and Sasha Banks. The only way to find out is to continue to tune in, which part of me thinks that maybe this is a way to make the women's tag team division feel like they're going to be treated fairly or people will care. Because that seems like, okay, what can we do to get people to care about the women's tag team division? Oh, I know. Why don't we have our champs pull a Stone Cold Steve Austin from 2002 and have him walk out? That's why part of me thinks that this could be a work just to get people to tune in. Because now we're going to want to know what the hell's going on with Sasha and Naomi. So the only way to find out is to tune in to Monday Night Raw This could be the start of maybe the first ever female New World Order. Dare I say, are Sasha Banks and Naomi trying to start something here? Are they the Holland Nash of the women's wrestling division? I mean, that's where my brain goes. Like, part of me thinks that this is a work, but then part of me thinks that it could be real. So that's where my mind and my thoughts are running wild throughout my Hoosier Dome. Maybe this is the beginning of the women's New World Order. If it is, there's only one place they're going to go, and I think we all know that location. is It's AEW, because you know Tony Khan would jump on both of them, especially Sasha Banks, and if if he could somehow pull Naomi, too, with the idea that, that eventually that could lure in the Usos, and, and maybe even somebody bigger, he would go for it. The only way to find out, I guess, is to tune in to Monday Night Raw. Well, Peyton, thank you again for running wild with me here. Before we send you on your way, where can people find you on social media? The Carver's behind you. <sighs> He's not, but I see what you're trying to do. You can find me on Twitter at Stone Pain Prod, where I will be posting videos and pictures uh, and illustrations of what we all think the Carver did to Wells Mania. Uh, let's just keep this train running, you know, uh, not even to try to figure out what happened to Wells Mania, just for our own entertainment. 
All right. Well, this might be the last time that Peyton co-hosts with me. But thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 65 of Wells Mania Podcast. Follow me at Wells Mania all over the social media platforms. Check out the Ratlock Horror Wrestling Show this Saturday in Franklin, Indiana. Until next episode, stay positive, run wild, avoid the carver, and dominate the day! Yeah.